Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, a new Democratic Party. Also, Al Got Votes closed the primaries and a state senator is arrested. It involves cows. If you do not agree to my commands, then I shall... Well, that gives a whole new meaning to when the cows come home. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hi. Hi, guys. Josh, Josh, you loving this fall weather? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, what happened to the heat, man? The heat was so wonderful. It was so nice. What is going on? It's August. Why, why are we the doing heat. this? This is the new September. All oh, right. No doubt. <laughs> hey, so I, I want to go back and look at some of the things that happened last week at the ALGOP and at, at, at the Alabama Democratic Party. Because there, there was just some stuff that's worthy of commentary here. One of the big takeaways from the Alabama Republican Party meeting was that they signed a resolution to say that they want closed primaries. Now, John Wall, the chair of ALGOP, has been saying that for some time. It looks like there are legislators, Susan, that want to see a closed primary. And I can't help but go back to what we said before. This is going to disenfranchise mm -hmm. tens of thousands of Alabamians. Where we, we last saw in the primary, turnout was so low it yeah. was ridiculous yeah i mean some 80 percent was the vote on this at the at the meeting uh and of course a lot of those are you know going to carry through to the legislature i don't know that it'll actually pass <coughs> but i'm telling you there's people that didn't even enlighten and proud mayor did not want to ask for a democrat or republican ballot much less have to register and then follow that registration through this is this is you know they're alienating voters yet again. But really, do they care, Josh? Oh, I mean, I'm, no. I'm just a serious question because the gerrymandering and all that gives them a super majority. This would even help further. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, they don't, they don't care, and the reason that they don't care is because voters have not made them care. Uh, you know, if voters were outraged about this and were, were demanding, you know, said telling people that, listen, I'm not voting for you if you vote for this, then they'd care a lot more. Uh, but yeah. they don't. And so the voters are going to ultimately disenfranchise themselves uh, in, in their ability to have a option in elections. And that's what we're talking about here, elections that you're paying for. Now, if you right. wanted to, if the Republican Party, Democratic Party, whoever wanted to hold their primaries, uh, and have these closed primaries settle things on their own terms in back rooms like they were trying to do in the in the Watley and Hubby race over in uh, in Auburn. If they want to settle it like that, then pay for them. 
Pay for yeah. your own primaries. I mean, but right, right now we're using tax dollars. We're using all the same resources that we would for a normal election. Uh, and yet when it's over with the secretary of state's office, John Merrill and that group there, they have no authority to do anything with the election. If they determine uh, in this primary that they want to pick the loser as the winner, which that's what they were going to do to Jay Hubby. They, yeah. uh, secretary of state didn't have anything they could do about that. That's crazy, I, man. This is crazy. What are y'all doing? I think one of the things, Susan, that concerns me is when you look at the uh, th this thing logically, I mean, you you're going to get fewer vote, you're fewer voters, and you're going to have the more extremes of the party, whether it be Republican or Democrat, the, the more extremes are going to be voting for candidates. I mean, if you look at this executive committee that represents Al Gob, uh, they are more extreme. They're much more extreme. They would not have a Governor K. Ivey. They would not have a, a uh, uh, they probably wouldn't have had a Senator Katie Britt on the ballot. Mm -hmm. They would have gone a different way. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that we're hearing, which came out of the, the meeting, the dinner, winter, uh, summer dinner, is that Mo Brooks is going to try to take over the leadership of the Alabama Republican Party. And that's the extreme that we're going to be faced with. And I think he gets it. No, I mean, I I, if he, if there's an option for it, I think so too. I think that's the way that they've set it up. And I, you, listen, you're 100% right about the extremes on this. And, you know, the, the reality is that even in this state, most people, most people are not far apart on, on issues. They're not. I mean, you know, look, you can say liberal and conservative and, you know, everybody can scream at each other all you want. But the fact of the matter is, is that I have a lot of Republican friends out there and we have uh, ideas that are different to a degree on most of the controversial topics. But we're not divided uh, uh, you know, just, oh, this is terrible and I hate your gut sort of a way on, on most issues. And, and no one in this, uh, the majority of the people in this state are not that way. Most people are reasonable. And what you're doing is excluding those people. Those reasonable people will have no option but to vote for the team. And that's what the hope is here, is to, is to make politics a team sport instead of voting for individual candidates that best represent you. Yeah, and what's going to end up happening is we're going to have, uh, once again, yet another representatives and, and the legislature that don't actually represent <coughs> what the common Alabamian think mm -hmm. about or what they talk about. They'll be the <coughs> extremists. And so we're not going to be addressing the issues that really matter. It's going to be yeah. more of this extreme yelling and bullying stuff. I mean, look at our look at the the perfect example of this is our current abortion law that we have here. Okay, and, and I, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole abortion thing, but the the fact of the matter is, is I think most Alabamians are pretty close together on what abortion law should be here, and what it is is nothing like what we've passed. The majority of people in this state do not want an abortion law that has no exceptions for rape and incest and is going to force you know small children to have children. Nobody wants that. I mean, it's, it's just the fact that we've passed it and are proud of it represents to me this out-of-touch legislature that we've put together with the voting system that we've allowed. One of the things that I, I, I see on both sides is they ignore the center of the party. Mm -hmm. You know, they ignore the center of the party, the, the rational side of the party, and, and they lean towards these extremists because the they vote so... These people vote. They mm -hmm. vote in the primaries. They vote. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Katie Britt would have not been, I mean, Terry Lathan, who was the past president 
of a past chairman of the ALGA, she worked against Katie Britt. Yeah. Now, afterwards, she did come forward and say, well, we all need to work together. But again, you take somebody like that who, who led the party. This, mm-hmm. Mo Brooks is the extreme. Yes. Yeah, it is. Party. Well, a lot of it's the gerrymandering <clears throat> uh, portion of this. You know, when you when you gerrymandered these districts to such a degree, uh, you know what you need to rely on are the are the radicals. There, you've got to get the base, and if you can't get the base, then you're in trouble. And so you have to continue to be more and more extreme out of this. And it's that this is where we're headed, and it's not going to get any better until we fix a number of our issues here. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, we're headed for a bad time. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V. The voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag. Something has to stop it, and unfortunately, it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop. My dog Jupiter is frightened. When I climb too high, the owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to The Bee, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, you may have said it best this past week in a column. You said so much for the new Democratic Party. Uh, You know, after two years of uh, of horse trading and fight infighting and all the other stuff and legal battles, uh, you know, uh, the party that looked like there'd be a new party and it was headed by Chris England uh, and, and represented by a lot of other other people, that, younger people. But at the dinner, or not the dinner, but the meeting that happened last week, that all got swept away in favor of the old guard, Joe Reed. How did that happen? <laughs> Well, uh, it happened because Joe Reed is really, really good at politics. I mean, uh, the man, uh, you, you put, you, you tell him he can't do something and, and Joe Reed will, will pretty much figure out a way to do it, uh, you know, in, in a political game, man. He, he worked that uh, as well as I've ever seen anybody work something. Yeah, and listen, this is, it's not, I, when I say that, I'm not necessarily praising uh, the direction here, okay? I'm just appreciating the fact that, you know, he was beaten and dead uh, and that was going to be the end of Joe Reed uh, two, two, three years ago. And, you know, in, in, a, in that short span of time, uh, he was, has managed to take back over. And, and really, he, he did it by building kind of a coalition among the executive uh, committee of, of older folks uh, and then, you know, limiting down what uh, the young, young caucus could do, what, the, you know, some other caucuses there were going to be able to put forth. He played, he looked at the numbers, he saw what the votes were, he got his people out, and uh, he, 
uh, turned it around and got Randy Kelly elected, who is a, an extreme <coughs> Reed loyalist. And uh, we're already talking about rewriting the bylaws uh, that were put in place that basically got uh, Reed ousted to begin with. And so that's what the Democratic Party in Alabama is looking at going forward. I, I hope... My hope is is that the same effort to take back over the party uh, by Dr. Reed will be put into moving the party forward, uh, much more so than continuing on with these little petty fights inside of this thing, uh, you know, because, let's be honest, you've basically just taken over as captain of the Titanic that a, after the iceberg. Uh, so, I mean, um, you know, we, they, they've got to pick it up, man. Uh, somebody's got you know, to do something. You know who's thrilled about Joe Reed taking back over the Democratic Party? The Republican of Party. <laughs> I mean, look, Joe <laughs> Reed is a master of the game, and he mm -hmm. played it well. Yeah. And and you know, we 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 yeah. heard the vote count beforehand, and they really Susan could not get a united ticket on the other side. They could not. And had they done that, had Josh Coleman and Tabitha Eisner worked out something, they would have beat Joe Reed by four points. We knew that going in. We knew that after the vote count was done. But once again, there's that division that makes people want to pit against each other and not sit back and look at the numbers and say, if we really want to change, then we've got to do something. But I did find it interesting that, it, you know, that uh, Tampa Eisner ended up being vice chair after that yeah. vote. Sounds like a backroom deal to me, Josh. Uh, yeah, you know, you never, can, you never can tell. Uh, it's, uh, it certainly was... Um, something uh you know it's but you're right in overall it's a um it, it's tough i think for a lot of the younger folks uh that have come into the party who are the future of of the democratic party and uh you know there's a lot of energy with them um and and that energy should be encouraged uh i think and and too often i think the the older people in in the party have have sought to kind of tamp that down uh to dampen their spirits a little bit um and and i don't i don't understand that i don't i don't really understand why you're doing that that's not what won things over uh in georgia uh you know i i know that uh rallying the black vote in georgia did that but it was black young people uh that that yeah. did it um, and, and they were the ones that were energized and were out there uh, running around and, and getting the vote out. I, I, I just think that they've, they've got to focus on that more and stop this antagonistic approach to your own people um, and, and build some bridges and bring some people together and, and get out and put some good candidates up there. Uh, you know, I, matter of fact, one of the best candidates in the Democratic Party is the son of Joe Reed, Stephen Reed, yeah. who's the mayor of Montgomery. Yeah. And so, it, I, you know, build it up, man. And and Stephen is a good, good candidate. He's a great mayor, and I, I hope that they'll they'll just build on that. That's, that's one of the things that Alabama does have, is some fantastic bigger city mayors. They, yeah, they yeah. just really yeah. do. Really they are about getting the job done, regarding, and not about the politics of getting it done. But uh, we need to move on to the next subject here. I thought, you know, let's give a little credit where credit is due. We we were talking last week about, you know, the trouble with water and sewage, especially in the Black Belt. But there's issues everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. especially in our water, our, our waterways. Mm -hmm. uh, there's such so much contamination everywhere. Uh, Speaker of the House, Mac McCutcheon, President Pro Tem, uh, Greg Reed. Uh, put out a piece this week and talked about how they came together and used ARPA funds, that's the uh, American Rescue right. Act plan funds, 
of 20, uh, 225 million for water and sewage mm -hmm. in Alabama. Now, it's worth noting that not a single Republican voted for ARPA. Mm -hmm. Uh, and no one in our delegation. Spending that money like crazy. Yeah. But, they all show but, up to the ribbon cuttings, though, don't they? But they did spend this money on what I think is a was a bar, bipartisan issue, and that we're going to provide more clean water and more sewage treatment for all the communities in Alabama. I think that's. Uh, I will give the leadership of the House and Senate positive kudos on that. They were not. Yeah, they did a good job. They and of course, KIV, KIV really sparked that. She did. She did. Well, I, I just Josh, hope that good. the spending is uh, is devoted first and foremost to the areas that need it the most. And we know where that is. Yeah. And it, and it appears to be so. And I, this actually doesn't look like a spending bill where somebody's going to go to jail, which is always... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, count man. that out yet. A lot, a lot of money in sewer so systems so usually leads to somebody <laughs> wind, ending up in prison. So, well, you know, that, that's always the way it is in government spending. It's yeah. just can you spend it properly, and will the people use it properly and not end you up going to prison? You take that twenty-five million, two hundred twenty-five million. You add to it what Aiden was about, was getting in grants. You're talking some dollars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, you're talking <clears> five hundred twenty-five thousand. Million well, listen, we're going to have a lot of water systems in this state that are going to have to put in filtration systems if the EPA yeah. carries forward with its PFAS and PFOS yeah. uh, designations or limitations on, on those chemicals that have been in our water So, yeah. uh, because that's unsafe for a lot of people. Well, again, this was good, in my mind, good use of the ARPA funds. And listen, when we can give a little praise, let's give a little bit. All right, you're watching the Be the Voice of Alabama Politics. We'll be right back. Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kiss them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. My personal biggest pet peeve is kids who are not properly restrained, whether that be in a booster seat, a car seat, or even a simple seatbelt. Kids, they become projectiles and it's terrifying. It absolutely breaks my heart to know that something so innocent could be punished so severely. Your children rely on you to be that person that says, no, you need to put your seatbelt on. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I, I just wanna add here, we would be remiss without giving great compliments to Representative 
Terry Sewell, who helped shepherd a lot of this. She is a great asset to us in Congress, and she has the ear of the president and is part of the leadership currently. Are you talking okay. about the, the sewer the sewer projects, right? Yeah, the sewer project. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to move on to what I think. These, these reports here fall under the category, Josh, of you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Right. So and uh, you, you covered this and, and you did an utterly spectacular job. Uh, State Senator Randy Price and his wife, who's revenue commissioner down in Lee County, mm -hmm. uh, they were arrested because their cows kept getting out and the neighbors were complaining about it. So, I mean, this is no fodder. I mean, this no. this this, you know, this this really happened. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a listen, story. It's it's a very moving story, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I know we'd laugh and joke. This is probably a tough time for the prices, uh, over there. And I, and honestly, I, I don't know the, the full story of, you know, how often the cows have gotten out. I assume that there must've been, uh, you know, some incidents prior to this. I, I find it hard to believe that one cow getting on the other side of a fence one time is what led to three arrest warrants for each of them, uh, yeah. which is, you know, kind of what the price, uh, prices hinted at in the statement that they put out. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was it was fairly funny to think of all the things that Republicans in the state have been arrested for lately. Now your cows are getting out. So it's just Look at this call. It's like, that we, you know, Senator Price has been arrested. He and his wife. And we're like, for what? And so we come over there, and it was cows. Yeah. We're thinking state senator arrested. That's usually, you know, a uh, some sort of uh, personal gain sort of situation. No, we're talking about cows. Well, you know, this 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 adds new meaning to when the cows don't come home. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, you know, they were there was some bovine. Uh, and mischievous there. Mischievous. Yeah, mischievous. yeah. Listen, I just hope they and, take the bull by the horns and get this whole thing herded up and settled. So. <laughs> well, I know Chick Fil A would have something to say about Chick -A it. Chick Fil A. Chick -A we couldn't get in touch with their uh, their their people. Uh, <laughs> next, and by no means uh, 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 to be outdone, the Lawrence <laughs> County Republican Party put out a, a a little Facebook statement and they praised the outgoing chairman there. Mm -hmm. And then they did it. Also, they put up a, Susan, a logo yeah, of the Republican Party. It was, it, you know, they put it up. They did. They 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 weren't really paying attention to no. where they sourced it. They sourced it from Mother Jones News. So if you look at the logo, which I'm sure we're going to put up on the screen, in between the elephant's legs are Klan members. You can see the little pointed hoods and the eye holes. Yeah. So the, the the Lawrence County uh, said that the, the Republicans said it was it was just a mistake. I mean, <laughs> what websites are y'all on that this pops up first? <laughs> I don't. Where where is it? I mean, you know, if you're googling up you know images of the elephant for the Republican Party, I don't think that comes up in the first few hits that you have. <laughs> like, what 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 is your search history that the algorithm is spitting that out for you? <laughs> Well, I, I just, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things, though. I mean, it's so obvious that, you know, and, and this either goes to utter ignorance or stupidity or willing to put it up there and say, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those crazy, crazy things. But yeah. again, 
It's weird how this always happens to Republicans, though, isn't it? Isn't it weird how this always, this sort of thing like this, the the really racist accidents always happen on that side of the aisle? It's just crazy. Well, I just, you know, stupidity knows no party as far as I know. I don't know, man. That's a, as we, as we, I'm, listen, there are certainly stupid things that have been done on the Democratic side of the aisle. Okay. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm talking about this particular brand of stupidity. You know, if somebody accidentally shows up at the birthday party for a long dead clan member, you know, it's, we know what side of the aisle it's on. Well, this is not this is not your 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 great great grandfather's Republican Party for sure. I miss the old Republican Party. I really do. Uh, but uh, anyway, and and once again, under the category or what are they thinking? And you can't make this stuff up. We have the Mountain Brook City Council candidate. He removed a bunch of his social media posts because Josh. They, they just made him sound stupid to the, the voters, the vast majority of voters in Mountain Brook. I mean, Mountain Brook is not like a bastion of conservatism or Trumpism. But this guy, he, 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 one post, he said that Sidney Powell, the lunatic lawyer who's a conspiracy theorist, was his lawyer. Hmm. I yeah, think he yeah. was kidding, right? Well, he also said uh, that uh, the the uh, January 6th riots uh, were simply a tourist visit. You know, no, yeah, no big deal. Just a, tour, just a normal tourist visit, peaceful protest uh, with people smearing feces on the wall. Uh, you know, it just... I, I mean, come on, y'all. I, I know that this, this guy cannot be a serious contender in Mountain Brook. I, I know a lot of people in Mountain Brook, and this is this is not... You know, even even if we disagree, this is kind of what we were going back to earlier, where we're not that far apart. Those are the the calm, rational people. Even the Republicans who I disagree with from Mountain Brook are mostly calm, rational Republican folks, and uh, you know they're not going to elect a guy like this, surely. The guy's name is Christopher uh, po- Powana. Powanda. 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 Uh, not to be originally from Seymour, Connecticut. Yeah, he's from Connecticut. He ain't from around here. No, he's not. He's a Yankee, evidently. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But uh, the other thing that I, I really liked about him is that you, you look back at AP reports on this guy, and when he was a student athlete at the at New at New Haven, uh, he was involved in a barroom brawl in which he beat uh, a, a, a campus police officer, a black woman, beat a black woman. It says in the AP report, and uh, he and his girlfriend were charged in this incident, and and he said that the charges against him were racially motivated. Now, he's a white dude uh, <laughs> who beat up a black police officer. Right? But the rest was Oh, so he's crazy. That's what the problem is. Oh, okay. Go but they, this is not verifiable, but yeah. it certainly doesn't sound like your ideal candidate for Mountain Brook. No. No. Not at all. But, but anyway, under the heading of you can't make this stuff up, that's our last report. All right. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.